Hello and welcome to the Desi G Show. This episode is in an occasional series, Five Faves. And I thought today, well, I wanted to do a music Five Faves because music is a really, really important part of my life. It's probably an important part of a lot of people's lives, but I guess partly because I used to sing for a living, um, but also well, just because I love music and I love being surrounded by it. I I don't listen to it as much as I used to at home, certainly in the back in the day when I used to go to the store and buy the new, latest album. Um, I would get home and I would put it on and I would sit and listen to it over and over again and I would read all the lyrics on the back of the album, if there were lyrics on the back of the album. Or I'd go to gigs all the time, or I would go to the cinema and see musicals. So music was a really, really important part of my life growing up, and it still is. So what I thought I'd do today is, and I'll tell you something, I'm going to do a Ronnie Corbett now and digress, but honestly, the, I've had a week off this week from my normal day job, and I thought, oh yeah, it'll give me plenty of time to write this novel that I'm writing, and also time to record podcasts, maybe a few in advance so that I can uh, stage them over the coming weeks because I'm going to be away a little bit and that sort of thing. And honestly, I don't know what, I suppose it's just normal life, but the noises that have been going on today when I've been trying to record, there have been lorries outside revving their engines, there have been, well it sounded like the sounds of summer I guess, and maybe it was lawn mowers or something. And also the wind, the wind is actually it's not as bad today I have to say and the weather is it's very April showersy today it's it's March and it doesn't feel it feels more like April in fact when I got in my car earlier I think it said it was 15 degrees which you know not bad really for this time of year anyway we finally got there if you do hear wind in the background it's because it's there and where I record this is upstairs in my top uh, loft room so it can be a little bit noisy but anyway let's crack on so what I've done is I've chosen five songs. I was going to choose five female artists, but oh, I mean, the canon, for want of a better expression, of these women is so huge. It was much easier just to choose one song from each artist. And I know it's a bit weird because it's a podcast and obviously I can't play any music because there's copyright issues and I'm not going to sing them because that would just ruin the mood. But I am going to talk about the songs that I love by these artists and also I want to say something else as well and I may be talking a load of old bollocks and please let me know if I am and I hope I'm not but I've always got the impression that I'm quite nerdy about music and it's true that I do have one or two friends who are as nerdy as me when it comes to music and you know the or used to know anyway the guitar players and the drummers on certain bands and they had favorite guitar solos and all that kind of thing and you know were good at sort of music quizzes and all of that but it used to be quite a male thing to be like that back in the day certainly when I was growing up and when I was in my 20s and 30s maybe certainly 20s I hope that's not the case now and I'm sure it isn't and I know uh, one of the people I follow on Twitter Laura Lee Davis who follows me and I can't tell you Laura if you are listening to this I, I don't know whether you ever will 
but I was such a fan of yours when you used to be on the radio and you used to write for Time Out. Anyway, um, she is obviously a massive music fan and she used to do, I think it, she used to do it on the Robert Elms show or on GLR as was, which is now London, Radio London or London Live or whatever it's called, um, back in the 90s, I think. She used to do a slot, and I'm sure it was all about gigs and that kind of thing. So, anyway, she was she was fab, and I am I'm sure she still is fab because she's on Twitter, and I think she's even retweeted something of mine once. So I'm delighted about that. And actually, just to mention another person who I'm a massive fan of, Mary Wilson, who follows me on Instagram. Oh my God! I think these are two women, actually, Laura Lee Davis and Mary Wilson. I think they're both North Londoners, which, you know, makes us have a bit of a connection, I guess, as well. But anyway, I can't tell you when they followed me back. I was just in seventh heaven. Anyway, um, so let's go straight in at a number... Well, it's not number one. It's in no particular order. Well, no, it is in an order. It's in an order of decades, I guess. So I'm going to start with Barbara Streisand, but I'm not going to pick one of her albums where she covers other people's numbers I'm going to pick I'm the greatest star from funny girl funny girl I think it divides opinion for, of those people who've actually watched it I mean I must have seen it 10 15 20 times certainly particular scenes as well and I think it came out in 1968 so I would have been 13 14 because my birthday's in September so most of 68 I would have been 13 um, and I'm pretty sure I went to see it with my best friend and she and I have always adored this musical and we know every scene, we know all the lines, well I'm exaggerating, we don't know all the lines but we certainly know all the songs. And I'm the Greatest Star is the one that I love the most, I mean I love them all really but I think I'm the Greatest Star is my favourite and I think it's because you know I was 13. I wanted to be that star. I felt a bit like Barbara. I did have a bit of a big conch, although it wasn't as big as hers. Not that that stopped her doing anything at all, obviously, because she's amazing and beautiful and and I love her. Um, but I could identify a bit with her. I did have skinny legs as well. Um, and the song is just so inspirational because it just gives any person who's got ambition hope that they will succeed she talks about, you know, I'm the, I'm the greatest star, but no one knows it, but they will do, they will do. And that's a really hopeful, fantastic message to be putting out there. But also her voice is so incredible. I mean, she's got such a range. She can belt it out, she can sing quietly. It's just, it's an exceptional voice. And whatever she sings, to be honest, she could sing the phone book. But she just has a really, and it's so original. She is a true original. As I guess all these artists are that I'm going to talk about. But there's something particularly about Barbara's voice that's very unusual and not traditional at all. So she's my number one, or at least that, that song, I'm the Greatest Star, is definitely one of my very favourite songs. And certainly, probably my favourite of hers. The second song that I want to, as in my list, is All I Want by Joni Mitchell. Now again, I could have chosen, well, probably 20 to 30 songs of Joni's. I mean, I'm again a massive fan of Joni. Although it, it, I didn't discover her until 1970, when I was 
watching the forerunner to the El Goyosil test, which was called Colour Me Pop, and they used to play some new songs, well, they were new, um, that had just come out, I guess, new, new singles, and they always had some, if they didn't have an artist in the studio, and I don't know, I think they must have done, but anyway, when they didn't have the artist there, they would put these weird kind of psychedelic cartoons on, of sort of Mickey, Mickey Mouse type characters. I don't think they were Mickey Mouse, but anyway, I think that's what they did to this, for this um, song. And I'm not sure I was even paying all that much attention and it came on and I just thought, wow, that is just amazing. And there was something about the percussion, the percussive sound. I didn't actually know that all I want was played on a dulcimer. Um, and I didn't know what a dulcimer was, but actually about a year or two later, maybe just a year actually, she popped up on In Concert With, which was a BBC Two series. Anyway, All I Want is a fantastic song. It's just, it just kind of um, epitomises what it's like to be in love. That's what I think it does, All I Want. It's, you know, it, it just describes how you want to be with somebody you want to write them a love letter for example she talks about or you want to make them feel better the lyrics are fantastic the message is beautiful and the percussive sound of the dulcimer I, as i say i didn't again probably hadn't really realized that the dulcimer i think she used a lot on on quite a lot of her songs and it gave it that percussive sound but I think she also got that from playing the guitar but I tried to recreate it when I learned the guitar a year or two later and I could never really get well I couldn't get it at all I mean I wasn't a guitar player really but I did try and also I think because she used the dulcimer she was able to get these amazing open tunings I mean I did actually years later well not that much later probably about four years five years later I went to the States I went to California and I was able to get this songbook, this Joni songbook, and it had all her tunings in it. Oh my God, it was so exciting. It was an absolute revelation. Um, anyway, that's all I want. I'm going to put, um, if you don't know it or you're not a Joni fan, I urge you to listen to it. I will put the links to all these songs, including that one in the show notes. The next song I'm going to talk about is I'm Every Woman by Chaka Khan. I mean, I guess a lot of women of my generation, I know some women um, that I work with, but particularly one is a massive fan. I think she's even got it as her ringtone on her phone. And I remember hearing this, I think I was working in Blackburn. I was singing in the Golden Palms in Blackburn back in the day. This was 78. And I do remember it coming out and I did love it. But I think it was a lot later that it became sort of an anthem for me, probably not that long ago, maybe 10, 20 years it's a fantastic song and actually I was googling it earlier and weirdly so it's written by um, Nicholas and Valerie Simpson and I don't know if this is right but on Wikipedia or somewhere it actually says that it was Nicholas Simpson not Valerie Simpson who wrote the lyrics anyway I don't care he obviously Valerie must have inspired him because it is it's a sort of eight um, late 70s version of because um, I'm a woman by Peggy Lee um, it's very much in the same vein, but it's so positive and optimistic and and strong and just uplifting and and all of that. Um, and I just I suppose it's more modern because um, the old Peggy Lee song talked about making a 
something a bin something out of a bin bag or whatever it is so it was it was making it was still kind of describing women who were um, doing traditional roles which I'm every woman doesn't I don't think um, but it's just an uplifting song if I could put it on every morning to get me going in the morning I would I think it's absolutely fabulous and again her voice just soars her voice is amazing so that's number three number four is Chrissy Hind well it's the pretenders or pretenders it was really difficult to choose a song well actually it wasn't that difficult because I chose the song Tattooed Love Boys which I think is amazing but actually googling it today and and because I, I never really I never bothered googling the lyrics well you couldn't google the lyrics back in the day anyway and I don't think they printed them out on the back of the record I'm pretty sure they didn't but actually the lyrics are quite when you google what they're supposed to mean and I think maybe this is because she's written a an autobiography Chrissy Hind about that song or what mentioning that song and that the fact that she'd mentioned she'd been raped by Hell's Angels that actually this is about the rape which kind of put a bit of a different slant on it for me but until I knew that and it could be wrong it could be wrong we know that um, Google and Wikipedia and all of that are not always correct I just it kind of, oh, I don't know, I mean, maybe it doesn't really matter because it sort of summed up that period in my life, not when it came out because I was married then, but before that when it was the 70s, it was kind of free love and the pill and all of that, and it sort of summed up that experimental teenage thing or maybe early 20s thing where you, I don't know, dating wasn't really a thing, certainly in some of the circles I moved in, it was more like, will you sleep with them first and ask questions afterwards kind of thing. And so the Tattooed Love Boys sort of summed it up, especially maybe for those of us who weren't all that experienced sexually. <laughs> There's a line in it where she says, and you showed me what that hole was for, which is, <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't know. But it, you can take from it what you like, really. But I just thought it was, there's I mean, it's her aggression is it aggression I don't know but her strength her her not the normal role model you know not the female role model even back in the 80s or the early 80s late 70s women you know generally women really I don't know that they, they didn't come across in the same way there was something about Chrissy Hind she had so much intelligence she was witty she her lyrics were poetic they were thoughtful they were expressing things that a lot of women thought that didn't express anyway that's what I think about Tattooed Love Boys and actually most of that album I mean Private Life is another great song that Grace Jones covered a few years later so I think she's an exceptional lyricist I really do and she can sing I mean she has got a great voice it's it's not a Chaka Khan it's not a Joni it's not a Barbara but it's very much her voice and it didn't matter if actually there were one or two time occasions in the first album where she slightly went off key, but so what? She was just amazing. And really uncompromising as she still is today. And here's another woman, the final woman, and I, I guess some of you might guess who this woman is that I'm going to choose now and what song I'm going to choose. And of course it's Amy Winehouse. In fact, if you think about it, all these women that I've chosen, they could all go by their own by their first name so Barbara, Joni, Chaka, Chrissy and Amy I mean you know who we're talking about 
when you say their names. Anyway, Amy, and I've chosen, I mean, again, I could have chosen a lot of songs, but Love is a Losing Game. Oh, my Lord. I mean, when I first heard that song, I just thought, what? I mean, what was she in her early to mid-twenties? Early 20s, I guess. I mean, she might have been even young, younger when she originally wrote it. That song is so perfect. In fact, I think I, I read or heard that um, it was on some syllabus in Oxford. Uh, Oxford University had, had used it for one of their English degrees as, a, as a, a piece of poetry. It is just so fantastic. It just encapsulates everything that is wonderful and awful about falling in love and parting it just says everything but what her voice is so it's so understated there's no histrionics there's no there's it's just subtlety it's just subtle and gorgeous and moving and tragic and it's just says everything about love really everything I don't really need to elaborate, I guess. Just go and listen to it. It is fabulous. And I mean, she did have an amazing voice. And I did watch, I watched that film, Amy, that documentary about her, which, I mean, I enjoyed it, if enjoy is the right word, but I did find it odd. I mean, I found it odd for lots of reasons. One, one of which, uh, one of the reasons was that her brother isn't mentioned in it at all. Not that she even had a brother didn't seem to be mentioned in the in the film perhaps he wanted to be left out I don't know I thought that was terribly sad um, and also it seemed to me I mean again I don't think the film mentioned this but she had emphysema and if you hear her sing with Tony Bennett as she did um, I don't know a few months before she died I think her voice is shot to pieces it seemed to me perhaps because of the emphysema I don't know but anyway, just as a little side note, I kind of feel like I discovered her because um, I, I bought her album, in her first album in 2003. Um, I can't remember how I heard it. I, I just don't remember. But anyway, I just thought, whoa, this, this girl is amazing. And she was a North Londoner. And I think I saw her once or twice in Rothwell Hill back in, you know, in the early days of her career. And I had tickets to see her on the night of 7-7 when she was going to be playing at... Um, at the Tower of London with uh, Clint Eastwood's son, Kyle Eastwood, and of course it was cancelled because of the terrible bombings. So I never did get to see her live, but she was an amazing, amazing talent. So those are my five favourite artists and their songs, or at least my five favourite female artist songs, let's put it that way. I will put all the links to all these songs in the show notes and I would be really interested to know what are your five favourite female singers' songs? And, or are any of these your favourite? Or have you got other favourites? And maybe I don't know them, so I would love to know what they are. Like I said, I don't listen to music as much anymore. I find iTunes a bit of a pain. Yes, I know you can have Apple Music, but I don't know. Do I want to pay ten quid a month for a subscription when I've got over two and a half thousand songs on my iTunes anyway. On the other hand, I guess it means I don't hear as much new music as, as I should. So if you've got any, well, old music will do. It doesn't have to be new music or old music. Let me know. Um, I'd be really um, grateful uh, if you would do that. And also, 
Um, you can message me, you can DM me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm on at Desi Wezzy Doodah with an H on Instagram without an H on Twitter. And let me know what you think. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. And maybe even give me a little star review if you fancy it. Um, thank you again for listening and I will see you next week. Bye. Bye.